Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, UQQ Part 7, Episode 209, or Ultimate Questions Quest Part 7. The last episode, we discussed the atonement, arguably the most important or at least greatest key of this entire knowledge quest regarding the meaning of life. I would go so far as to say the most critical and quintessential part of our very existence, but um, yeah, we'll move on. Having said that, I am now going to ask a question that may seem on the surface as not related and disconnected from all parts so far. Just bear with me, and you'll witness it all come together and help answer, possibly, some of the most important personal situations in your life. The question is number two. What is responsibility, accountability, authority? How does it differ between worldly and heavenly? To make this personal for a moment, about one year after I started this podcast, I was at work, walking back to my desk from my director's office, when I was struck with a thought. It was so mind-blowing for me, it has taken me until now, multiple years later, to start making sense of it. This question is core to what I am doing now, and I am thrilled that I now get a chance to share it with you, and in the context I was intended to share it in. This ultimately led to this entire ultimate question quest. Other questions, comments, things that I've had discussions with others helped bring this about and make enough sense for me to compile it as one giant series of episodes, really to answer one question at a high level, but many questions at a lower level. So to begin this, let's talk definitions. Webster says, responsibility, the state or fact of being responsible, answerable, or accountable for something within one's power, control, or management. Accountable. Subject to the obligation to report, explain, or justify something. Responsible. Answerable. And authority. The power to determine, educate, or otherwise settle issues or disputes jurisdiction, right to control, command, or determine. With all that being said, let's put this to work with real-world, worldly examples. Let's start with a university professor. Where do they get their authority? As a society, we have elected or chosen that the authority comes from degrees and certifications gained through study and experience. Perfect or not, with limited knowledge, it is a fair place to start. However, note that those degrees and certificates come from other imperfect beings with limited knowledge, experience, and education. So once again, imperfect. But again, good place to start. What is this responsible for, or this professor, to teach us knowledge in a subject sufficient enough that we comprehend it and can utilize it. 
What is the professor accountable for? If they mislead us, specifically intentionally, they'd be accountable for the fraud. If we succeeded, they should be accountable for our growth in that subject. Since their authority was granted by other limited and imperfect mortals, it is limited to its imperfections. In equal parts, so does their responsibility and accountability. This is the ultimate trifecta of equivalence. The strength of any one of the parts in equal measure weakens or strengthens the other parts. Like a triangle, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I am not perfect at math, but if you're familiar with that formula, it gives you a sense that as one part grows or shrinks, it ultimately affects some, if not all, of the others. If there are, if their authority is imperfectly granted or gained, how can we expect the responsibility and accountability to be any greater? Why, changing questions slightly, do we have laws? In part, it is to grant authority, define who is responsible, and in turn, who is accountable and at what level. Accountability directly impacts consequences for good or bad. Responsibility directly impacts how accountable a person can be. If you have no responsibility, you have nothing to be held accountable for. Authority is basically the power to control, in one way, shape, or form, both of these. So let's do a case study. This is actually something that I have personal experience in. If you build a house, and let's assume, or let me rephrase that, if somebody builds you a house, a builder, if you will, and after the house is built, you begin to have flooding, the question then becomes, who is responsible? So let's take a big step back. Let's start with the city. The city, typically, the key figures are voted in. So their authority is granted by the people. The city then gives responsibility to the builders to obtain certain grading to be compliant, meaning there's certain things that the city requires the builders to do to be compliant, like certain elevations or grading or drainage or other things of that nature. So the question then becomes, if the builder did everything the city asked them to do, and you still have flooding, who is responsible to resolve the situation? Is it the city because their codes were bad? Is it the builder? Because even though they followed the code, fundamentally, part of their responsibility should be to prevent flooding. Or is it the owner because both of the other two were already satisfied? Well, I can tell you from personal experience that I ended up footing the bill to fix the problem for my home. Now, was it, whether it was because the other two just weren't willing to take responsibility or whether it was because I just didn't want to fight them or you name the reason. But the point here is that in this situation, the authority is obvious, the accountability, or at least the responsibility, is largely 
obvious, or it should be, but we have imperfect people making imperfect uh, laws, doing imperfect things. And because of that, there is a certain degree of ambiguity when it comes to especially accountability. And then we enter into the gray area, which is part of the reason why we have so many lawyers and so many legal fees as a society is because of that ambiguity. And to some extent, because people want to break laws and there's dishonesty, etc. As you can see, this is the nature of this trifecta. It is imperfect in a world full of the imperfect. Let's look at the military for a different example. Now, I have not been in the military myself, so I'm gaining a little bit of this from stories that I have read, and so hopefully I am accurate. If the general directs the troops, what is the soldier's responsibility for? It is simply to obey or not. If they obey, then the general gets the accountability for theirs and their subordinates' actions for good or for ill. Meaning if the general sends the troops to do something and it's a good thing, then yeah, the troops get applauded for listening, but the general really gets the credit for the action. Same is true the other way around. However, it isn't so simple in this imperfect world. What if the general directs the soldiers to do something illegal? Yes, they should be held accountable for those directions. However, they also broke their authority. The soldier also has the added responsibility to know if it is illegal or not and act accordingly, meaning their choice to follow or not cannot be purely black and white, yes or no. It has the added complication of the legalities to it. All of this makes sense even if we haven't thought it through in these details or work through all of the key terms that I am using, meaning we accept this as just a matter of course. We just may not have broken it down into these pieces. Now let's step away from the imperfect worldly to something more eternal. Let's talk about heavenly authority, accountability, and responsibility. Let me preface this by saying that This is my view of things. I could be wrong. I am imperfect. So again, warning given. So let's talk Christ first. Who gave him his authority? His and our Heavenly Father, or God, a perfect being which can grant perfect and absolute authority, absolute authority, indelible and perfect. What is he, Christ, responsible for? Providing enough info for us to follow his way. The vehicle for the communication and means of how to follow his way. Ensuring that there is a path to follow. I'm sure the list is bigger than that, but those are the three key points I'll focus on. And then lastly, what is he accountable for? With perfect and complete authority and responsibility, that means he has perfect accountability. For every act we take that is aligned with his direction, he is accountable.
Considering how important this is as a topic and how limited I am as a human, I'm sure I didn't do it justice. I will, however, be continuing to touch on it throughout the rest of this UQQ series. So hopefully, it will begin to make sense to you and take root in your mind. It is also an imperative part in truly understanding the next question in this quest. Why did Christ have to do the atonement? As you ponder this trifecta, think about how each of these three parts impact the actions you make, the things you allow to change your heart. Once again, I end with the words from my youngest son, Superman. Smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it. Thanks for listening.